Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above for the week of February 22nd through the last day of the month, the 28th, just this coming Sunday. It's hard to believe we're already going to be through two full weeks of the year. Time always flies when we're having fun. Uh, I have to say my apologies for Friday. At the last minute, my day got met, turned upside down as my husband awoke with an allergic reaction to turmeric that had his eyes closed, his eyes swollen, his face totally broken out, and uh, had to take him to the urgent care. He is now doing great. He's um, back to normal, sort of-ish. His eyes are still a little... Uh, red and raw looking whoops from the whole uh, debacle but for the most part he is doing fine thank you for those of you who sent out messages to me inquiring about how he was doing I really appreciate that and he does as well he's off to work today you know I don't know. Sometimes I just have to laugh at him. I mean, he brought this on himself because instead of, you know, drinking his turmeric like he's meant to, he uh, decided to color his beard with this because we watched a movie. It wasn't even a movie. It was a show called uh, Gordon Ramsay Uncharted. And there was a man from some country, India likely, who had taken turmeric and uh, colored his beard. And so Terry decided that looked so cool that he's going to do it to himself too. Mm -hmm. Not such a good plan. <laughs> All right. Um, Binksy's got the kitty giddies this morning. I can see her popping up behind me periodically. Uh, so let's carry on, shall we? Uh, today, we start the week out with the moon in Cancer, and then later in the week, midweek, we move to Leo, end of the week, we move into Virgo energy, and that sets us up for the full moon, which occurs on the 27th on Saturday for across all time zones. And we'll talk more about the full moon on Friday. And oh, by the way, let me just say that Friday was the day, last Friday was the day that Pia and Colin were going to join us from the Pleiadian Earth Energy, and instead they're going to be on with me this Friday so that they can talk to us before, wait, so we didn't have to wait all the way into March to hear them uh, again. So that was exciting that they were able to uh, work with the schedule a little bit to be with us uh, on that day. Uh, okay, so let's take a look ahead really quickly at what is happening out there in the stars. Good morning, everybody that's checking in. I see Tom and I say JLo. Hello, Asa and Natasha. Uh, JLo says glad he's doing better. He's doing much better. Men, I just don't know. Sometimes they do the funniest things. I guess women do too, but you know what? I would never think to paint my face orange. <laughs> of course, I don't have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why. All right. So today, this is a quiet week, actually. Astrologically, we have nothing really going on big uh, today or tomorrow. And Wednesday, Thursday, while we have a couple of uh, planetary transits, they and of themselves are not necessarily negative ones. They're actually kind of positive and, and high energy. Friday is the full moon. The full moon is a little bit tricky. Uh, as in there are oppositions to contend with when we have oppositions it's sort of bringing two big things into play and we have to somehow try to come to the middle ground 
And then on Sunday, literally, there isn't much at all. So it's kind of nice to have these quiet weeks and to be able to take time to integrate everything that's been happening uh, over the course of 2020 and even that first full month of uh, 2021 and even until last week. Now, lest you think we are done, we are not. We still have Saturn square Uranus that is in play through the first week of March. So even though we're past the day that it was exact, they will take their time to separate far enough away to um, be closing out that square. Now, Mars himself, he'll speed up a bit and he's going to move off into a trine with Saturn. So we'll have uh, some, some cooling, if you will, to some of that crazy Saturn-Uranus energy. So Saturn-Uranus, Mars, um, you know, getting ready to change up the way that they've been interacting with one another, which is probably a good thing. So we don't have any more shocks. We can get on with the healing and we can get on with the uh, more compassion, humanistic side of things. So today's moon in Cancer is trying the sun. Trine is a 120 degree angle or relationship between the planets. And that means there's an ease and a flow because they're still, they are in like elements. So the moon in Cancer is in water, the sun in Pisces right now also in water. And then the moon today is also in a sextile, another positive relationship with the planet Uranus. So we might have some ups and downs, but things that are uh, naturally flowing and feel sort of exciting rather than uh, shocking. <laughs> Although I, I would never discount the ability of Uranus to provide shocks as well. So uh, there, there could be some of that as well. So when we're talking about the sign of cancer, we're talking about our connection to our roots, to our families, to our tribe or our community. We're talking possible healing energy where cancer as a water sign is intuitive and can heal through its nurturing and its compassion, its empathy, its love. And here we have cancer energy where feelings and emotions run deep. And we could be asking the question of ourselves, what motivates us, right? The moon, it's interesting because in human design, the moon isn't necessarily the play of our emotions uh, or our souls or anything like that. It's really what drives us. So what really gets you up and out of bed and ready to go for your day? And it's an interesting placement today for the moon in the gate 52, which is down on the uh, sacral. And it, or it's down on the root center, excuse me, leading up to the sacral. And the root center is a center for endurance and perseverance, but it's also a center that pulses life from the root up into the sacral so it can go off into the other parts of the body and off to the spleen or off to the intuition, I mean, uh, emotional solar plexus. But the gate 52 is a gate that we think of for focus and concentration. It is literally sometimes called the gate of ADD. Uh, when it's hanging, especially some people may feel like they can't use focus and concentration to actually put it toward doing something. You kind of get lost in the myriads of details of things that happen. So today the, the moon sitting at the gate 52, and I've already checked this morning, it's there now. So for a good chunk of our day today, uh, we're going to have possibities of so many things, different, different things going on 
that were kind of pulled in other directions. We may have trouble working through um, focus and or concentration. It's on the concentration end of things. So, so what motivates us might be the need to focus on something, but that may be more difficult with the energy of the gate 52. And of course, that all depends on how it is situated in your own personal chart. So the moon in a trine to the sun brings us peace and calm and compassion or not, right? There's always the or not. It can bring, it can stir up the other ends of things, um, the delusions, the illusions. Uh, it can stir up emotional turbulence. Uh, but for the most part, you know, we feel like we want to be at peace. We feel like we want to be calm and compassionate. This also, uh, the sun trine Neptune also gives us that easy access to healing energy. The energy of Neptune can be an extraordinary healer, healing through unconditional love, healing through spirit. And so we have easy access to that to today. It's about whether we decide we're going to access it or not, right? So access it or not. This is also a, harmon a harmonizing kind of transit where we want to be uh, seeking ways or pathways to harmony. Now the sextile to Uranus, and we're talking the moon now, the moon in a sextile to Uranus. Um, is a day for us to try something new, get out of your own way, do something different. We might feel today like we have increased or energized intuition, making our decision-making easier. But remember in human design, some of you are designed to make in, uh, decisions with clarity over time. If your, if your uh, emotional center or your solar plexus is defined, it is hands down the final authority. So if you're faced with making a big decision today, then make sure that it comes with clarity over time and that you're not choosing to just jump in, which is a possibility with Uranus because Uranus sees a path to liberation and chooses it in the moment. And that might be okay for some of you, but about 50% of the population has the emotional center defined, which means that if it's a, a, a minimal sort of decision-making, then it's not a problem. But if it's a big decision that you're needing to make, make sure you do it with clarity over time and not get bought into this uh, jumping in, leaping in energy of Uranus today. But this can also be a day of flashes of insight where just extraordinary things come clear for you and crystallize for you that maybe over the uh, you know past weeks or so you've been struggling to see today might be that flash of insight but it can also be the flash of insight that comes from a chance meeting or conversation with someone maybe someone that you don't know but it sort of sort of stimulates that conversation within you or brings all the pieces together and then in a moment of insight again or a flash of of intuition all of those things make sense and you know exactly what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, who you're supposed to do it with, and how you're supposed to do something. And this can be a pattern breaking day, right? Breaking old habits, 
um, that proved, have proved to be difficult in the past might be easily undone today as we are able to maybe break free and move forward down a path that we haven't been able to in the past. Now, these things at last, you know, at best a few hours. So this isn't really a whole day's worth of energy, but it could start the ball rolling in the right direction for us, especially because these are contacts that the moon is making and the moon moves you know very quickly through a sign it's through a sign in two and a half to three days and that means it's through a set of degrees in about two and a half to three hours so we are talking about something that starts up and then flows on right all right so let's go check in and see how people are doing this morning uh, hello, Christine Buckingham and Adrian Jones. Good morning. Good to see you. JLo says, ooh, exciting. That is a three days of feeling excited for that day uh, before the full moon. I love that. Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel, good morning. Mimi, good morning. Corey, good morning. JLo says, grand rising family. I'm thinking I'm getting this out of order this morning. Uh, Phantom Chroma, good morning to you. It's good to see you out there. Uh, so let's switch over and take a look at the at the weekend and uh, the long run here. What what are we looking at this week? So today and tomorrow, literally, there's no other types of transits going on. Just the moon in Cancer. So literally, we have two days or so more of family home traditions of that uh, connection to our emotions and healing energy, etc. On Wednesday, Wednesday seems to be a day with a few different things happening. Uh, for one thing, Mars is in a trine to Pluto that day. We're going to take a look at that a little deeper here in a few minutes. We also have the beginning of the new Pleiadian Earth Energy Week that day. We begin that week with one remembering, and that should be an interesting peaceful sort of journey, hopefully, for the next 13 days as we move through devoting energy, loving energy, and uh, remembering energy, you know, right one after the other, and set at least us up in the beginning of the week for in this spiral into some more peacefulness. Um, it is also the beginning of the new human design week on Wednesday, where the earth and the uh, sun begin to move into the gates that comprise community. So there's a more community orientation. Now, by the way, right now, that sun is in the gate 55, which is the gate of spirit and the spirit of abundance. In quantum human design now, the Karen Curry Parker human design languaging, uh, the gate 55 is called the gate of faith. And it's really about having faith and trust in a higher power, your divine connection to get you, you know, what you need in the right and perfect moment. And as the gate 55 sits on the emotional center, what we see then is manifesting our intentions, getting what we need or what we desire isn't based on the sacral, which is where we do work. It is on the emotional center, and it's about how we feel, how we are emotionally connected here. Are we connected to the energy of faith and surrender and to trust and allowing for the universe to bring us what we need in the right and perfect timing? Or are we trying to force things to happen? Or are we always focused on the negative? So this is a great week for us to really sit back and just um, understand the flow of um, 
the flow of manifesting energy or the flow of faith um, as it manifests in our life. So having trust that you're always supported, no matter what it looks like in the moment, that there is a higher resonance of energy that's happening to uh, provide the right and perfect experience for you, for whatever your soul is here to learn, for whatever you physically wanted to learn mentally, emotionally, etc. So faith. And then the earth is sitting at the gate 59, which is about being able to provide resources. So providing resources for the tribe, it is a distinctly masculine energy that does work, right? The 59 works to provide, and it works to provide resources and then to share them equitably across the tribe or across the nation or across the world, across the universe, right? That's the, the nature of those energies in uh, the earth and the sun this week. So it's always a fun combination. I love seeing the gate 55 because it's called the dragonfly, which is why I have my dragonfly because that gate just is one that really calls to me. It happens to be this, uh, my Chiron and my Mercury that are placed there. So of course I'm meant to talk about that, right? Uh, okay, so then uh, later in the week, Thursday, Venus is going to move out of the sign of Aquarius. We start to break apart now. Well, we actually started last week when the sun moved out of Aquarius and now Venus will move out of Aquarius. And so we're breaking apart that stellium of planets in Aquarius. Jupiter, Saturn, and Mercury are still there, as well as Pallas Athena. So it's not like Aquarius energy is done. It's that some of it is breaking up. It's not as intense. So we're taking what we learned about freedom and about humanity and about our roles in the world, and we're moving it now into that Piscean realm that is much softer and much more spiritual and much more compassionate. So we're moving from some of that extraordinarily uh, divisive polarizing energy that we've had into the softer side of, of uh, that. It can also mean that some of those crazy feisty energies get, uh, get hidden, right? Get sort of squelched or pushed back. So lest we think that we are done with experiencing division and polarization, let's think again, uh, because it's just gone quiet as all for the moment. We are still as human beings working through this energy and really understanding what it means to be whole, what it means to have uh, equality. And so at times we're still probably going to see that energy come up. But for right now, it seems to be softening down a little bit, giving us time to maybe integrate and to really get square with what it's, what did, what have we just experienced, right? What was all of that about? Um, but one thing that I wanted to mention too with Piscean energy that Terry experienced over the uh, last end, end of the week is that when you are uh, when you have an energy heading into the sign of Pisces, we're heading into the possibility of poisoning and toxicity and things that are from inside that you don't see. And so we want to be careful that we are purifying ourselves, keeping our environment clean, making sure that what you're putting into your body is whole and is uh, organic or uh, not poisoned or toxic. Uh, because right now, the focus shifting into Pisces means it puts an emphasis on the lymphatic system in our body and the lymph processes po uh, poisons and toxins. 
and reacts to those things in your body. So that's also something that we have to watch over the next few weeks while the sun and Venus and then ultimately Mercury join in into the sign of Pisces. What are we putting into our bodies? What are we letting into our environment? Because it isn't just the body, it's also your environment. Are there toxic people? Is there a toxic atmosphere that you're working in or sitting around uh, and getting uh, ourselves a prepared to let go of some of those toxins is important as well. Now, Venus in Pisces is very loving. This is uh, Venus. This is putting love energy into the realm of spirit. So it becomes universal love or it becomes higher love um, and, and the unconditionally loving energy. So Venus in Pisces join uh, Neptune and Venus together in a realm of looking at love from a higher principle, from a higher place. On Friday, the moon shifts into Virgo, time to prepare for the full moon, as the full moon will be across Virgo and Pisces, with the moon in Virgo and the sun in Pisces. And then the full moon is on the 27th Saturday, and again across Virgo and Pisces, and that drags in the planet Neptune, the ruler of Pisces, into the opposition with the sun and the moon. So that means that the sun and uh, Neptune will be close to conjunction while they are being opposed by the moon. So we might have to look at places in our lives where we haven't been living in love, where we have unlovingness around us or feelings of unlovingness toward our fellow human beings. And we need to release that to be able to have something revealed to us or to complete something that is uh, going on in the full moon. And then on Sunday, literally a quiet day as the moon prepares to shift out of Virgo and into Libra. So we might have, uh, a, there's probably a void of course moon there. And we'll talk more about that as we get into Friday. All right, questions, comments. How's everybody feeling out there today? Are you feeling this, this energy popping up? Um, Elisa, good morning to you. I don't see any other comments, so everybody's quiet. No questions, nothing interesting to talk about. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's take a look real quickly while I'm waiting for you guys to decide if you have questions on what's going on with the Pleiadian Earth energy for the day. Today we are at 12 moving. That was Chichan in the Mayan calendar, which was a representation of the snake and or the serpent, serpent energy, or even the, uh, the concept of the serpent, which sheds its skin. So we get this feeling that there's something moving and changing and transforming in this particular day. And the 12 energy, of course, is understanding. And it's the energy before we get to ascension. So the 12 energy is about taking a look at beginnings and endings and endings are beginnings, that there's no difference between something ending and something beginning, that death and transcendence are all part of the same energies, right? Leading us into new territory. And then understanding where we've been in the spiral of consciousness for the last uh, 13 days. 
and taking in all of the experiences that we've had in the calendar or in the spiral of consciousness that began with one healing on February 11th. So 13 days ago or almost 13 days ago. So today we're taking a look at everything and trying to put it all together and understand where we've been and where we're headed. Tomorrow will be the day to go inward and to prepare as the 13 goes into the womb or goes into the, the cave, if you will, and does a, um, a complete sort of inner world change in preparation for the next day's energy, which will be one remembering. So Wednesday is one remembering, tomorrow will be 13, today's the understanding bringing it all together. What are all the ideas? What's inspired you? What's motivated you? How does that play out with healing in your life? And uh, how does that play out in your own um, uh, sign, in your own earth sign or your own um, uh, Pleiadian earth energy and uh, all of that? So anyway, uh, that's it for the Pleiadian Earth energy. So later, let's, well, let's do it now. Later, I'm going to pull a couple of cards for the collective. Uh, but let's talk about the two major aspects that are being, or three actually, that are occurring uh, before we actually meet again on Friday. So I want to make sure everybody knows what's up with that. So on the 24th, which is Wednesday, the uh, planet Mars will come into a trine with Pluto. So remember, Mars is a planet that rules action, dynamic motion. It's aggressive or assertive energy. It's, it's dynamic. And it is the warrior god. So there's sometimes conflict that arises, a, a war, if you will, a, a battle ensuing. And in a trine, a trine is a 120 degree angle or relationship between the planets, which means that they're going to be in like elements. So Mars is in the sign of Taurus, Earth, Pluto is the planet that he will be trining. Pluto is a planet of transformation and a planet of death and rebirth. So we have a sort of theme going, it looks like here for a couple of days with that moving energy and understanding energy. Uh, taking us into uh, learning about how endings lead to beginnings and how beginnings really lead to endings and how that's just a cycle or a spiral that we are experiencing. But Pluto and Mars coming together, they form a very powerful alliance. It is Mars and um, Pluto that actually rule the sign of Scorpio. So we have them, you know, paired up, as it were, in connection to one of the most powerful signs or a sign of power and uh, hidden power often, transformation as well with the sign of Scorpio. So Mars and, and Pluto in a transit like this bring us a tremendous surge of goal-oriented kinds of energy or goal-directed, meaning we're ambitious, right? We have the drive, we have the gusto, we have the guts and the glory to go forward, right? Pushing forward. Uh, directly with our goals and with whatever it is that we've decided we want to achieve with what our desires are. But we, while we're being assertive and we're moving forward, we're still staying in some form of, an, of a harmony. It's not like we're 
it, with a trine anyway, we're flowing, right? We're flowing with that energy. We're not pushing or slamming or, you know, trying to go upstream, you know, you know, making it a hard uh, chore. We're really trying to maintain that flow and that harmony by just following the signs and the, the things that are opening up in front of us. Um, this is a non-threatening approach actually to achieving our goals. And it's sort of that win-win, right? The cooperative energy, the energy that we are moving toward. And I just realized I had something else I was going to talk about today, but I can't, I'll, I'll think about it in here in a, in a minute. Uh, so today we, or this day, which is Wednesday, but we're already sort of feeling this building up now. Um, we might be able to initiate a, a major transition this week where the uh, leadership potential we have comes to the surface or where the natural, uh, the natural and authoritative self steps up to the plate and decides to, uh, you know, be steering the rudder of the ship. Uh, so this is a this is less likely to be a conflict-oriented Mars transit, which is good because we don't necessarily need more conflict. This is more confidence, right? This is uh, being able to stand up and eliminate what it is that's been in your way, the obstacles, the challenges, rising up to meet them. Um, sometimes this is working in the subconscious mind rather than the conscious mind. So there may be things in your mind in, in, the, in the patterns that you've been living that breaks open and allows for you to change where we can process the fear, we can process memories, we can process those patterns that need to be transformed in a much easier way. Hallelujah, right? Uh, so Wednesday is the exact, but we're already building to that. And then it will take another few days, another couple of days actually for Mars to move out of orb with Pluto there. On the 25th, Thursday is the day Venus moves into Pisces. We talked a bit about that. Venus in Pisces, it's about the all-encompassing energy of love. So it's ruling the unconditional realm where we love people, or love ourselves, love each other unconditionally. It's generous love, right, that we just sent out to the universe, um, but this is also love that can turn into the dark side, which becomes victimized love or diluted, right? Where we, we have this illusion of what love is, or we somehow uh, project out onto our partners or our loved ones what we believe they are. And then it sets us up for uh, disappointment if in some way they fail us or they fail that, that delusion, right? They, they don't stand up to what we thought they were. So we'll have to, you know, while we're on one hand, very much in love and loving love, we'll also have to make sure that we're not being coming victimized by love during Venus's transit here. Now, uh, sun also, uh, so this is also on Thursday, the 25th, the sun will be in a sextile to Uranus. The sun, of course, is your personality. It's your light, right? It's your bright light. And Uranus is the liberator. So Uranus awakens us. It shakes us out of a reverie. It makes us move forward. It liberates. I think I used that word already. But the sun in a sextile to Uranus is in a powerful yet positive 
kind of relationship. It, this brings pleasant surprises, perhaps. This brings stimulation, right, in ideas or in encounters with others. Uh, this is an excellent time to start something, to try something new, maybe not just start a whole new thing, but to try something, try something new, try something exciting. Um, there's the freedom available to help us get to where we want to be, uh, to do what we want to do. We might have flashes, you know, of insight, that aha moments that we go, ah, oh, that's it, right? Uh, creativity is heightened during this period of time. We may feel like we can express ourselves more uniquely or more to our truth, uh, more to uh, be you know, expressing more of our personality. We may be more social. We may feel like we want to have more conversations and, and our encounters with people might feel very exhilarating or exciting to us uh, just because that energy is more heightened. Um, we might meet more people that we don't normally meet, like unorthodox relationships begin, uh, you know, something that some person that you wouldn't normally think that you would, you know, really enjoy talking to strikes up a conversation with you. And it's uh, something that just breaks open your heart, breaks open your mind. And curiosity and inventiveness also here, uh, making discoveries of things, flashes of insight again, whatever interests you, right? Uranus rules the sciences, rules the divination um, tools like astrology, for example, uh, the internet, all these kinds of things where it, it can be the mode through which you have some of those exciting, um, exhilarating things happen. Um, it might be challenging to stick to routine as we get to the, the middle part of the week, the end, middle end of the week. Uh, so you can become easily distracted or scatterbrained. Uh, but sometimes it's in those moments that the most extraordinary things happen, right? That you get those brainy ideas and you break out of the old patterns and you uh, soar in a new direction. And then that can lead us into the full moon, which is a time of release or completion. So what if something startling occurs to you that allows you to move through something that's been challenging you for a while and that uh, comes in the form of, of a release or a, a completion or an ending of some sort that would make perfect sense in the light of uh, what's happening here this week energetically. So excitement, a little bit of crazy, not bad, just sort of fun stuff. And then the full moon that allows us to release anything that's been standing in our way of being who we really wanted to be. Um, okay, uh, what else is going on out there? Let's see, JLo says she's feeling it. That's why I'm reading, uh, reading probably what about uh, your... Your, your charts and your family's charts. I think those are such interesting things for us to look at right now, especially when the moon is in cancer. Um, I noticed that it's kind of funny though, but I, I have noticed this, that when the moon is in cancer, we see a, um, an increase, I do, in ancestral hints on, uh, gene, on the uh, ancestry.com. If those of you who are out there and are, uh, interested in your roots and have, you know, somehow started a family tree on ancestry, you get more hints when the moon is in cancer, which I think is hysterical. Art imitating life, right? Or life imitating art, one of the two. 
Um, okay, that really is it for me today. I love these quiet weeks. So I'm going to take some time to draw a couple of cards. I know we don't normally get to do that much anymore. Uh, Asa instruction here for you. I'm going to take three people, three only, to do card readings for. So if you're someone who's had one recently, please don't put your name forward for that. Let's let someone else who hasn't had a card reading in a while get one. And in the for right now, while I'm waiting to hear back from Asa on that, uh, I would like to draw a couple of cards that are for the collective. And because I believe we need some goddess energy, we're going to do that one. And we're going to do a wisdom and an animal. So here we go. We have the animal spirit cards. Okay, so a, okay, so we'll wait and see what people pop up for readings. And in the meantime, we're going to have a spirit animal to guide us through the week. And let's see what that's going to be. Our spirit animals, you know, they guide us. They kind of tell us about the energy and what we can expect. Stag spirit, take the lead. And swan spirit, time for a deep dive. And they were both upright. Interesting. Right? Stag spirit over here, uh, take the lead. Hmm. And swan spirit, time for the deep dive. Beautiful cards. All right. So let's read stag spirit first. He was up on top. And it says, whether or not you have set your intention to lead, you may have found yourself suddenly called to step up to the forefront of your life. Stag spirit is a reminder that now is the time to heed the call to be sure, strong, and compassionate. Others will look to you and you have it within you to see through the eyes of stag spirit and walk with confidence as you take on the responsibilities that are yours now and model integrity in all that you do in all your relationships. Be willing to see the best in others so that your compassionate heart keeps you on the right path. Stag spirit wants you to know that your responsibilities now are to yourself too, for you're learning and developing new skills. The best in you is coming into view as you step forward with strength, knowing that spirit supports you as you compassionately take the lead. You are a model for transformation now, sharing your experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may grow and discover their best selves too. What a gift you are. Stay humble and authentic and walk your talk, for this is how a wise leader leads. Love it. And then Swan... I forgot to tell you guys this morning when I walked my husband to the front door, I, I stepped outside and I said, wow, this is the kind of uh, day that the eagles love. It's breezy, kind of, you know, windy enough, but not uh, overly windy. It's kind of cloudy and cool, not necessarily raining yet. And just as I said that, I looked up into the sky and literally there was a cloud of, of bald eagles flying around. And I did a quick count. I got to 18 eagles flying around just in my view out my uh, front door. It was an amazing experience. Gotta love the eagles around here. Um, swan spirit. With their graceful long necks, swans are able to reach into the depths. When swan spirit arrives, you are called to take a deep dive beyond what is easily available on the surface. You may think you know what is best for you now, but take the plunge into the depths of your awareness, for there is knowledge you are not aware of and great treasures to discover. 
Deeper understanding awaits you and a perspective that comes from greater self-knowledge is what you need right now to better understand a situation or relationship. As you come to know yourself more intimately, so too will you come to better know others. So Swan Spirit asks you to go beyond the surface of what is happening between you and others and resist the temptation to judge by superficial appearances. No, there is much deeper potential for loving connections, forgiveness, and mutual understanding. Choose to dive deep into your why. Ask the deeper questions of yourself. You are led by the grace of Swan Spirit. So Swan and Stag. Seems like the masculine and the feminine, right? Masculine, feminine. Hmm. Okay, so there's that. Let me take a look here at what Asa is telling me. Uh, Mimi, awesome. Karen Divine, awesome. So we do have a couple different ones here. Karen, my choice. Mimi, my choice. Karen. Mm, Karen needs wisdom of the oracle. Okay, so this will be for Karen Divine. It's good to see you out there, Karen. I always say that, but I'm not really seeing you, but I feel you out there, Karen. <laughs> and it's good to have you with us. And Karen, what you need to know is clean it up. Card 21, which is a three, clean it up. Maybe it's a good day for feng shui, right? Or energy cleaning. Uh, so not that one, this one. 21 says... And it was upright. So you have the, the uh, Oracle's message. It says getting to the core of a situation, freedom from a burden, cleaning house, sweeping away what is no longer needed. The Oracle's message says, ever feel so bogged down with emotional gunk that you can't think straight? Could you be surrounded by physical clutter in your home also? Too much work? Overwhelm? Time to clean house. Every item out of place natters away at you. Every unresolved resentment, every comparison to others that leads to a sense of lack takes up energetic space. Every unpaid bill just adds up to an unnecessary feeling of being overwhelmed. Now is the time to free yourself by energetically cleaning house. Just do it. <laughs> Make room for the miracles that are lining up for you. Sounds like a good one. All right, so that was for you, Karen. And Mimi, I'm feeling a goddess card. Let's do the goddesses here. And the got these are, by the way, all decks that are by Colette Baron Reed. And that was the animal deck. This is the goddess deck, uh, Colette Baron Reed's uh, goddess power oracle. And then the other one was the Wisdom of the Oracle, also by Colette Baron Reed. All right, so Mimi, this one would be for you. Athena, knowledge, card number five. Isn't she a beauty with the owl on her shoulder? I also woke up this morning hearing a hoot owl just out my window somewhere here. Uh, Athena, knowledge. So let's see what this means. And that was upright. So that is an empowerment message for you. And as opposed to an alignment message when they are upside down. And this one says, Athena, the Greek goddess of intellect and strategy says, knowledge is power. And you are in a perfect position to gain greater clarity at this time. 
Your hard work is paying off and everything you have learned about life has brought you to this moment in time. Your knowledge, logical choices, and intentions are aligned with divine will. Your intellect is keen and your mind is clear. You know what you have to do. Right now, the world is making sense. You don't have to question or debate it. You can take things at face value. If you think it adds up, that's because it does. Have courage, my love. Your most precious dreams are within reach. The goddess Athena will help. Lovely. Athena. Beautiful, beautiful. Even that full moon looking thing there could be the light of wisdom in moments that are electric, right? That come up out of the blue. Uh, okay. Third person. We need somebody new, a third new person here who hasn't had a card reading in a while because I have time for one more, one more, one more. Who would like that? Um, Christine, Mimi, Christine, 18 Eagles would be an amazing sight and sign. Uh, it was amazing. It was amazing because, you know, there are times I've seen up to 35 of them in a tree. We have this tree, we call it the Eagle tree. And literally it stops traffic. Um, and there's not traffic where I live at all, but people will come out with their big giant telephoto lenses to view the eagles around here at this time of the year. And that's because the salmon are running. And so the eagles gather along the rivers here uh, for the salmon. And this morning, I didn't expect to see that many at all. I mean, that's a lot to have in the sky at one time. And at first, I thought maybe they were ravens or crows, because you do see crows and ravens that come, you know, like that. But these were definitely not those. They were, these were bald eagles. They were some juveniles. They were some uh, full-grown ones with the white heads. Um, it was just a sight. It was a sight. Can you imagine? And then having, I had to count them pretty quickly because there was, they had split up into two different groups and one group was ahead of the other heading out toward the river and the other group was kind of behind. They were probably the younger ones because they seemed to be playing and uh, running, you know, fl flying around each other and what have you. Uh, okay, so Karen, Natasha would like a reading, good. And also 882 Jess, so um, good. All right, Asa, did I miss that one somehow? Natasha, my choice. Natasha, you definitely uh, are a good candidate for the goddesses as well. Let's do a goddess card for you, shall we? And <sighs> mm. oh, isn't she beautiful? Hestia, which is home. And she came out in an empowerment way. She was upside down. So let me move over here to Zoom to make sure I have her in my camera. There we go. Hestia, card 21. And she represents home. How very Cancerian, right? And uh, aren't you a triple Cancer? So we have home and she was in an empowerment mode. So let's see what that means. Card 21. And... Let's do this. So Hestia is a Greek goddess of the hearth, okay? And she says, are you surrounded by clutter in your home or work? Do you have objects or clothes that have negative stories attached to them? 
Every object holds energy and tells a specific story. The pants that the pants that don't fit shame you. The gift from an ex-partner taunts you with disappointment or resentment. The books you will never read shout at you. Who needs this cacophony? The, go the goddess Hestia, who rules the hearth, offers you this alignment task. Do a thorough house cleaning. Declutter and make space in your environment. Do the same for your mind too. Your mind might be cluttered with old stories that have no value for you now. Walk away from situations you know you don't belong in. Get rid of all of it. When you remove the superfluous distractions, it's amazing how your intentions come together like magic. Make space for the miracles the goddess Hestia has in store for you. Yes, it takes work, but it's worth it. That's the second decluttering card that we've had today. One for Karen, which was the 21, clean it up. And now Hestia in an alignment mode, which says basically clean it up, right? Get, get rid of all this stuff that doesn't have any true meaning for you at all. And then 882 Jess would like a Woto. So let's do that for you, Jess. And here we go. The Wisdom of the Oracle. I can tell I've used this deck a lot. The book is starting to peel <laughs> the cover. Uh, this is a deck that is very profound, gives really great wisdom. And for you, Miss Jess, Unfinished Symphony, card number 10, also upright. You can see her little goddess with a keyboard. So Unfinished Symphony. Let's see what that card means for you. So let's number 10. Here we go. The essential meaning of the card is unfinished business, an incomplete lesson, lack of closure, or the need to make amends. The Oracle's message says this is a time to tie up loose ends as you near the completion of a cycle or project and mastery of a lesson or skill. Before you can move forward, it's important that you come to terms with where you are now. Practical, radical acceptance. Take inventory so that emotional and psychological closure can occur and the answers you seek will be found. You can't move forward if you are leaving things unfinished. Reflect on what has passed so that the symphony can finally end on a high note. I love this one. It's funny because the cards sort of seem to be saying those same things, right? A clean up, let go, finish, get prepared, you know, to be able to move on. I think that's a really good message in the, for uh, a week that's leading up to the full moon, the full moon of release and uh, reward perhaps or completion and endings. All right, so any others there? Good, all right guys, that is it for me today. Don't forget on Friday when we come back together, we'll have Pia and Cullen with us to talk about the Pleiadian energy. And I have a question for them because we're also at the beginning, we're getting ready to move into a new Venus cycle again and uh, Venus also changing her star point. So I wanna know if there's something interesting that we need to know about that. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. I will see you on Friday. Bye for now.